listening to The Bearded Men here on BeardedMenRadio.com, Apple iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and wherever great podcasts are given away for free. My name is Adam, and uh, we are here to discuss the number five most underrated film of all time, as chosen by you, the fans, here on The Bearded Men tonight. And uh, first of all, thank you to the fans who uh, keep tuning in now in 66 different countries all over the world. Uh, thank you so much for downloading, uh, for sharing uh, your thoughts on Facebook and through our website, BeardedManRadio.com. And please check us out on all of the podcast platforms and rate us if you can on Spotify and iTunes. It helps us get more and more of you guys uh, listening each week, and we really appreciate it. Uh, we got a really fun show. I think going to be a contentious show tonight. I'm looking forward to it. I've been looking to, forward to it all day. Um we have a great cast of characters for you. Uh, first of all, uh, he is my partner in crime. He is the most beautiful bartender in Queens, Brooklyn, California, wherever he goes. He's the most beautiful bartender in the whole world. And he's the man who's drank more beer than Andre the Giant. <laughs> Spirited Man Tyler, everybody. How are you? Uh, Welcome back, Spirited Man Tyler. Yeah, I, I, my liver is failing, but I'm I'm doing great. Besides that, <laughs> uh, all, you know, when I was doing research for this show, I kept running across stories of all the stuff that he drank, like just to try to get drunk as a seven foot five, five hundred pound man. It was just impressive stuff. Uh, Andre the Giant. Yeah, he really. Yeah, he's called the Giant, so we get it. But he really was a giant. He was a giant human being. There's that scene where he holds. Um, the when what they're trying to bring him back to life and they put that piece of food in his mouth his finger <laughs> it's like one this big. finger covers <laughs> like oh, half man. of his face like his whole hand could just crush a human skull it really could and um, you're still out drinking him somehow tyler exactly so you're still out <laughs> drinking him and she is a returning champion here in the bearded men she's holding down the fort in the home of the bearded men brattleboro vermont she is one of my favorite people of all time she's Possibly the funniest person I've ever met. And she's a lady who's even more enchanting than Princess Buttercup. Wow. It's bearded Lady Casey, everybody. Yeah. Holy, that was quite yeah. the buildup because you, live, you know I'm you about to, to rip that. you apart in yeah. this podcast for not yeah. liking one of the greatest movies no, of all time. Don't, don't jump it. Don't jump the shark. Oh, well. <laughs> they deserve to know from don't the get-go. Don't, don't jump it yet. There's plenty of time for that. And uh, finally, he is a uh, wonderful new addition to the Bearded Man clan. He is the only red-bearded man. He is uh, editor and film connoisseur to the stars. And he is the man who read this story to his son last night. It's Bearded Man Brent, the red-bearded man. How are you? <laughs> Good. Welcome back, he, Brent. He loved it, by the way. I bet he did. More than me. Um, <laughs> so we're diving into the number five uh, most underrated film of all time is chosen by you the fans on Facebook um, this is The Princess Bride from 1987 uh, as opposed to the last few films we've watched this film enjoyed extremely high critical acclaim like nothing I've ever seen before <laughs> for a movie that we've reviewed uh, it's rated at uh, 97% on Rotten Tomatoes and has an audience score of 94%, which is uh, incredible. Um, that being said, at the time, it was not a financial success. It came out in a really busy year for movies. A lot of successful movies came out in 1987. 
and it was kind of forgotten at the time and now is is a cult classic uh for sure Every, everybody really loves this movie as including the fans um some of the critics at the time also had their issues with it. Variety magazine said that this postmodern fairy tale is not flexible enough to handle the horseplay it contains. And Time Out magazine uh, said that the leaves are vacuous. The absurdities are sometimes forced and obvious. And uh, bearded man Adam said, I can't believe I have to watch this terrible movie again. And, uh, <laughs> yes. And uh, yeah, this is an interesting one. I I want to. I think uh, Casey already ruined uh, the the angle on this movie on this podcast. But um, yeah, let's go around the room. Let's get our initial thoughts. Obviously, this is a movie that's beloved by many, and um, including many people listening. And uh, let's start with Tyler. Tyler, what do you think of this movie? Um, I think this is like a near perfect movie. Like I wouldn't change a thing about it. Like when I try to think about <laughs> what about it, I would change. There's almost nothing. Like I, I don't want to touch it. I hope Hollywood never remakes this. Um, I think it's a beautiful love story. I think it's hilarious. I think the humor is super well-timed, super good. I think it has lots of different humor. It has a lot of dry humor. It has a lot of like, it has some slapstick humor. It has, I mean, you have Billy Crystal out of nowhere coming into the movie and who's hilarious in his scene. Um, the cast is phenomenal. Who does like Andre the Giant's character in this is perfect for him. Um, and it also has some awesome action sequences. There's a whole revenge story. There's some bloodlust. So like it kind of hits a lot of different angles as a film I think there's a lot to love here. There's kind of a lot for everyone. Um, I don't think it's, I, I think it's an original story. It's obviously influenced by a lot from, you know, previous, um, previous history of like, you know, that genre, but I think it still comes in with a fresh original story. Um, yeah, I love this movie. I, I've seen it a million times. I'll see it a million more times. I think it's great. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, this can't be more straightforward than that. Uh, bearded lady Casey, let's go to you. Let's go to you. What do you think? Um, so I saw this movie for the first time last year because I was sick of people telling me or saying to me, you haven't seen the princess bride. Um, and I watched it once and then watched it three more times in the next like two weeks after that, because I wow. loved it so much. Um, I can't think of any other movie that I've in that short of a time span watched that many times over and over again. Um, it's, it is a perfect movie. Um, it's, it's funny. It's clever. Um, there's like revenge stories. Tyler nailed it. Like there's everything great in this movie, including one of what I think is the best sword fighting scenes I've ever seen. <laughs> Ooh, shots fired uh, alright Brent what about you to quote Peter Falk's character are you kidding fencing fighting torture revenge giants monsters chases escapes true love miracles I mean I find it inconceivable yeah, yeah. Adam that you <laughs> do not like this movie inconceivable I, I, well, I, yeah, okay, go ahead. I agree with Sorry. Casey and Tyler. I, I I saw this movie not as a, a little kid, but um, young, and um, I've watched it many times since, like many, many times. And every time I watch it, 
even this last time, it was like entertaining the whole way through. Like it, it's great. Pa- it's paced really well. You know what I mean? It, 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 the story keeps moving and it's fun and, and it's ridiculous at the same time. But you understand that right off the bat, you know what I mean? Like you understand that this is going to be funny and, and ridiculous, but also heartwarming and uh, just fun. Okay. Well, <laughs> you guys have said uh, what you're going to say on this. Um, look, I think it's already been spoiled that I, I was not a fan of this film. This, this is one of the few things that Tyler and I uh, disagree on. It's like this film Candy Corn and Fleetwood Mac are like the three things <laughs> that we disagree on in our entire lives. Um, I have a rebuttal for the Fleetwood Mac stuff. <laughs> okay, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I, I want to come back to that at some point in the near future. Okay. All right. <laughs> Grind wait, does, that mean, yeah. does that mean that Adam likes Candy Corn? I love candy corn. Tyler does. This makes so corn. much sense yeah, on Tyler, this podcast. Tyler, um, <laughs> and Tyler, Tyler, we did this. Uh, yeah, we've done this. Is that no, right? I love Fleetwood Mac. Oh. I love Fleetwood Mac. Adam, Adam thinks Fleetwood Mac. Said, is Brent and I talked. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting off topic, but yeah, <laughs> um, I'm starting to come around with Fleetwood Mac. By the way, all, but anyway, it's all inconceivable, yeah. right? It's all inconceivable. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> inconceivable. Um, so look, I, I'm not a fan of this film. I think I'm. I'm like Casey. I did not see this as a kid, so I think that's probably part of. Um, my dislike for it, I think it's, uh, I had the same experience as Casey did where everybody told me to watch this film. This is the best film of all time. So my, admittedly, my expectations were quite high. And um, look, I think I'm not going to go out on, you know, some tirade because it's not, it's not a, you know, battlefield earth kind of film (laughs) where it's just, where it's just unwatchable. Um, I just, I think that, it's not really as great as people say, including you guys. I, I think, look, it's got a really thin bunch of characters. It has a really predictable plot. Um, I didn't think it was terribly funny. I think, um, you know, there's there's really no depth in it. Uh, it's not, I don't, didn't find it that fun as an adult watching it. Um it's got a big giant man who I could not understand what he was saying the entire film, uh, not to persecute people with giantism, but I, I could not understand gift. anything he said or he French people for, for that matter. I couldn't understand the damn thing he said the entire time. I just couldn't. I, I, I couldn't. Um, I think he's got uh, some of the funniest you know, lines too, which I couldn't understand. I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I look. I'm open to be convinced on this, and I think it's a good, you know, conversation for the podcast. But I, I just, it really, it really didn't speak to me. And I, I hadn't seen it in like five years. And when we came, this came up on our list. I was thinking, well, you know, maybe I'll watch it now and kind of revise my uh, my view on it, just like Tyler did last week for um, for Last Jedi. <laughs> but. Um, but I, I didn't. I don't know. It fell flat for me on a lot of occasions. Um, the fencing scene was terrible. Uh, it was <laughs> that was talked about a few times, but there was no form for guys that practiced for that many months doing it. It was like the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. It was. But was it? It was like, like... off Broadway level, you know, show fencing. Like it was terrible. 
Um, but it's not a movie about fencing. The acting, yeah, it's not, it's not, the acting was uneven. Um, yeah, but it's like, but you, you know, they keep, they keep, not, on, they keep pushing the action scenes and stuff. Um, I didn't think it aged well as far as like, oh, the effects. I, I really, I, I really, I'm welcome to be, you know, convinced otherwise. I, I, I was really hoping, am. I was hoping that you'd be Fred Savage at the beginning of this. You know, and I, and I like, was I was open to liking and, this and film. Turn it and it around, didn't happen. It didn't. I think happen. you're. You keep I'm using that word. I don't think you know what it means. No, no, yeah, you keep calling us a bad film, and I don't think you know what that word means. <laughs> I think gonna, I think unfortunately you're going to turn out to be Prince Humperdinck in this scenario. I guess. I guess I am. Yeah, I guess I am. <laughs> you kind of have the hair. Uh, I do. Uh, I do. The, the listeners can't it see it, but yeah, I do. I think it's so fun. The first time I watched him fight this legendary fencer or sword fighter, and he wins, they're both lying to each other about being left handed. Yeah, and yeah. then he has the fist fight with Andre the Giant's character. He chooses not to kill him and crush his skull with a rock, and he gets beat up in the process, but somehow manages to put him to sleep. Kill him. And there's, this there's this odd amount of respect in each fight between the two of them. And then I love the whole poisoning scene between Yeah, the Battle of Wits. That's so great. <laughs> Which was you do not smell. Yeah. So yeah. And Adam, we you're gonna tell me it's from Australia. <laughs> Adam, you're gonna how tell me. How did he how did he create an immunity to poison, by the way? He like, slowly, slowly took it over time. He slowly built yeah. it up. Okay. He said it. He explained it in the yeah. movie. Okay. You're gonna tell me that when Anigo Montoya kills the six-fingered man and finally avenges his father's death in that moment. You you don't cheer for Inigo finally? No, I was tired. Getting... I was glad he stopped saying the one line that is on every oh. t-shirt I've oh. ever seen. <gasps> Whoa. I couldn't stand him by the end. Yeah. Andy Patinkin is a national treasure. How good is the fencing? How good is the fencing in Star Wars? <laughs> Yeah. That's not fencing though. That's like it's <laughs> well, like more, it's more like rod sword. They were just stuff. sword fighting. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the same choreographer or people that worked on Star Wars also worked That's on the true. fencing for this. That's true. That came up in the research, yeah. That's so true. you're cool with <laughs> And the, Errol the Flynn, believe it or not. You're cool with it in Star Wars, but not in the Princess. They're doing four they're doing four moves over and over again if you watch it. Well, I watched that's it twice. All fencing is, I'm sure. <laughs> I when he was twice, <laughs> the, the the greatness of enemies. At one point, he was fighting Ego Montoya. He's fighting Andre the Giant. Then they come to his side. Then the three of them are t- teamed up against an oppressive power, a ruthless, rotten, terrible. He prince. wasn't ruthless. Come on, he was terrible. <laughs> he wasn't ruthless. He was trying to frame he, them to start a, a war. <laughs> he was a dick. He wasn't ruthless. He, he what he built a machine to suck the life out of you yeah. to torture you. Yeah, that was a weird and, machine. And he was gonna kill her. <laughs> I forgot how his, weird that was. On his wedding night. He was gonna yeah, kill Yeah, to start a war. Yeah. Adam, are you siding mm. with Prince Humperdinck? Yeah. Because I no, think that's I'm the not, wrong no, side I'm of not. history to be I'm on. Not, here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm on the Humperdinck <laughs> side. <laughs> I think Adam's the six-fingered man. Maybe that's what Adam is. <laughs> Come on, that first time you see that six-fingered hand and it clicks that this is the man who killed his dad. 
That's awesome. And then when you think Yoga Montoya or whatever his name is. Inigo. Inigo, yeah. When you think he's going to die and he musters up enough strength to – to to avenge his father's death. That's that's that seems. Yeah, that was cool. When, I forgot about that. that and he's cool. like, that, promise that me riches. Fight. Yeah, and he yeah, does. that was a cool thing. How he promised him. That's all the end. same wounds, yeah. right? He gets yeah. stabbed the same places, and he does the two cuts. Yeah. Oh, I, I didn't mean, notice that. That's interesting. Yeah, I, didn't I think that. I I agree with all of those things that are good. But on top of that, my favorite part is the comedy in this movie it's just so beautiful to me like all the jokes they make you know like you know and and i think um under the giant did a great job like i just think like for him to be just like a wrestler and and they put him in this movie like he just did an incredible performance the um the joke you might not have get got because you couldn't understand what he was saying when <laughs> when um Wesley was choking him out um, was that he was saying that, you know, the reason he's having such a hard time is because he's so used to fighting gangs for local charities, not just one person. That's hilarious. I look, I think um, the whole exchange yeah. they have that what he's talking about the fight, he's like, let's put down our weapons and fight. And yeah. they're having a conversation about their fighting techniques. And he's like, just like yeah, he's like I can't help that I'm big. I can't help. I'm not, can't help them <laughs> help. I'm the biggest and the strongest. I don't even exercise. Yeah. And then after he knocks him out, Wesley says, "You know, sleep well and dream of large women." <laughs> and then Co- when, when they go to get Billy Crystal's character to perform the miracle, and he said, "What does he say? Go get the um." He's like, "Go get the gang, or go get the muscle, or go get the crew, or something." And he goes, "I am the brute squad." Oh, go get the brute squad. He goes, you are the brute squad. <laughs> Adam, I think the problem here is that you didn't know how to turn subtitles on because you could have. I had to like, turn completely... subtitles on that after he started talking. I'm like, I can't watch this without subtitles. I can't understand this guy. It's yeah. His... Look, I, I think, look again, this isn't a catastrophe of a movie. Uh, I think it's, it's an okay movie. I don't think it deserves the status it gets. I, I think that, if I want to see fantasy, I'd watch something else. And if I want to see comedic medieval fantasy, I'd watch Men in Tights. And I think it's like... But what if you want to see film, fantasy? Which he's in as well. So, you know, it, it's probably why he got that job. I think more, I think it's a fantastic love story, though, too. I, I You know, I call it a love story more than anything. It's a true love story. Oh, come on. <laughs> the only point that I will oh, maybe give you here, Adam, okay. is you said that it didn't age well. And it there didn't. is a moment where Princess Buttercup and the Dread Pirate Roberts are, or Robert is running away and he like is yelling at her and he goes like to pretend like he's going to smack her before she figures out that it's her farm boy, that it's Wesley. And that scene was a mm, little weird yeah. um, that he was yeah. acting so aggressively towards her because he thought she gave up on true love and moved on. So that's the only point that I'll give you was like, there was a little bit of weirdness there that didn't age well. And usually so you, so you guys overlook- don't give, you, you don't, you don't see any merit to what I'm saying. But that's well, how, that's like probably situation. how it was back in those, those times. Oh, probably. Back in medieval, medieval, yeah, yeah, 
No, I'm not even going to budge on the fencing thing. People love that sword fight. I don't know why. Yeah, it's funny you say that, though. Because, it goes between yeah. his legs and behind his back, all kinds of fun stuff. He'd do that it, in a real fencing it, match. It's funny because uh, that's, it's one of the movies that got people devious. into fencing. Yeah, it's yeah like so the, shouldn't you just be happy for like the recognition <laughs> towards the sport that you love? It, uh, yeah, for the listeners that, that don't know, I'm into fencing and have been for a long time. It's one of those movies, kind of like Pirates of the Caribbean, that like everybody said, Oh, I did fencing because of that. And everyone says I did fencing because yeah. of Princess Bride. It's like the, of, of a certain generation. Yeah. yeah. It's like when the Gap commercial came out, people got into swing dancing. Right, Brent, you would know all about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, well, you know, I, I think, I don't know if I'm going to budge on this stuff, <laughs> to be honest with you guys. Well, Look, I, I, think it's, I don't think it's a terrible it. movie. I just don't what? think it's that great. What else did uh, you just, not like, Adam? Say some more stuff. Well, I listed we... like 15 things. Alienate <laughs> <laughs> everyone else a little more, Adam, please. <laughs> I think it's healthy to have a conversation about it. I would definitely put this in the overrated category. I I don't think it's a great love story. I really don't. It's a very basic, like, Shrek kind of love story. <laughs> you know, it's it's real bare bones. It's a fairy tale thing. It's not, I, I didn't think it's that romantic at all. Um, but then it turned into, that's how the grandfather loves his grandson. You know, and he's going to come back and read him that book the next day. As you mm, wish. Said, that's right? the love story between Peter Falk and Prince Savage. <laughs> <laughs> that's, the, that's the love story that I'm missing. No, it's both. <laughs> I'll, I'll give it that, that it's in, it was an interesting like setup with, uh, it's almost like meta before meta was meta. Um, interesting setup, but, you know, where he's Oddly reading. Oddly enough, on the third watch of this movie, I noticed that the grandfather was drinking out of a Hudson's Bay mug, like the Canadian store. And I was like, wait, where is this movie supposed to be set? Because he clearly has a Hudson's Bay coffee mug that he's drinking out of. Well, so I don't Chicago, know. Chicago, right? Because he has I all the Chicago so. Bears stuff. So oh. I don't know if it was filmed in Canada or they just snuck this mug on. But at a, there's like a cut scene where I think... Um, the little boy that would grow up to be Adam one day asks if this is a kissing book. <laughs> and he's like drinking out of a I hated the mug. kissing. <laughs> uh, I, I all right. Well, that. let me, okay. Let me I'll circle back. If you guys could give me one reason why I should like this film. Just one reason. We gave you 15 already. You know, yeah, but, you know, <laughs> consolidate it and give me your best reason why I think, why why I should be convinced on this. Go ahead, Tyler. Let's start with you. Um, you mentioned that you think Men in Tights. If you want to watch like funny, you'll watch that. I yeah. mean, I think you could make an argument. This is this is funnier. I think it's more types of humor. There's because a lot of different types of humor. This you slapstick in this. You got all that dry humor. Men in Tights also doesn't have Andre the Giant. And I know you said you couldn't understand him. I think his comedic timing in this is actually really. Good. I I hate to pick it on is, him because I like him and I liked him as a wrestler and stuff. So I hate to like pick on him for that but no i couldn't understand them. i i think the comedic timing for almost the whole movie is is great um and i i think a lot of it's like dry humor sometimes but i love how it'll incorporate slapstick humor too and then out of nowhere i think billy crystal's character is such um you know like out of left field and so hilarious and so random and he's so fast and he's like this like kind of like 
He's, he's, well, his, that whole scene with him, I think, is hilarious. I love. So th- this is what yeah. killed me: is that he's in it for one scene, and I want, and he was funny. I wanted to see more of him in it, and um, oh, I'm blank. I have it written. I'm blanking on his name, but the Sicilian guy. He was. He stole the see, all those scenes see, he was yeah. in. The scene. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. He's great. He stole every scene he was in. He was great. I want to see more of him. And he got killed off in like three scenes. So like, I, I don't know. I, I get what you're saying, but to, to cite Billy Crystal is the reason. <laughs> doesn't, I mean, I think know. all those are people. I think every one of this movie has, has great, hilarious parts. I, I, I think it's, yeah. I think it's so funny. And I loved all the different interactions, you know, it was, you know, Wesley and Buttercup. You know, Wesley and, you know, the, the uh, you know, Inigo and, and uh, Fezzik and that, you know, like all the, they, they made all these different groups and they all worked, I thought, you know, and they all worked. They all played off each other really well. I don't know. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Casey, my what argument, about you? What's your my argument? argument is that all of the bad guys get exactly what they deserve in incredibly satisfying ways. And the actor that plays Wesley is almost as hot as young Harrison Ford. And he's when super he says hot. No, he's I'll so give you hot. And when I'll he says you as you wish, I I don't like a lot of men, but I like him a lot. <laughs> That's my pitch. I think their chemistry really worked too. Like and it was more him than her, I thought. He really made it. He, he, he sold was it. fantastic. He I, made I, me I, almost you know, believe I, in men again. <laughs> What's he it gonna take if he can't do it? <laughs> he even What's said it gonna rolling take? down a hill as you wish. As, as you wish. After she had pushed him down a hill. And then she realized and jumped after him. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh my sweet Wesley. Uh he's definitely a, an asset to the film. I he Boom, was also we've in done it. he was also in Man Tights. <laughs> he is in both. Uh and he was also in Hot Shots too, which I also love. So, I, I get that. Carrie Eels, is it? Is I think. Name? I'm not I sure. That's his name. We, we but does he say, that. as you wish, in those other films? I, not that I remember. He's, no, also in the no. first Saw, yeah. he's also in the first Saw movie. <laughs> he is, yeah. I heard that. Yeah, I heard <laughs> he was. Yeah. He's also in Psych, the TV series, as like... Uh, as, as a psych? No, he's like... Uh, <laughs> A criminal, like a master criminal. Oh, interesting. I believe it. No, he's a great actor. That's a that's a fair point. Um, all right, Brent, what about you? What's your what's your pitch? I don't know. I mean, I hate to overanalyze this one. I just, I just, it's so fun to me, and um, I, I did. I I think the acting was fabulous. I think the comedy was great. It's like you you, you don't take it too seriously. It's just a fun ride. So. I, I just want to say, second in and chime in here, is that also you had mentioned, you uh, both Brent and Casey mentioned the chemistry between uh, the two people in love. Um, I think everyone, like Brent mentioned, like how great all the different groups when they break off work together. I think, yeah, there's a ton of chemistry. In this movie. I think every every character, when they're with the other characters, have, they all have great chemistry. Um, I love Andre the Giant and um, Diego Montoya together. Like they're, yeah. they're a fun team. Yeah. Um, like and then when they start working with um you know uh Carrie's Wesley. character, yeah, they I think it's great. 
Yeah, it, the, it was interesting okay. to see. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead no, here's another scene that was hilarious with the three of them was when they were trying to plan the how they were going to storm the castle. Oh, you know? why didn't you he, list a wheelbarrow in our assets? Yeah, yeah when he keeps it list, like, it's just so absurd. It's absurd comedy, but it's hilarious. You know, it's like, oh, well, if we just had a wheelbarrow. <laughs> he he did a great job with that with like the physical comedy where he was like half scene. dead. That was that was good. In that same scene yeah. too, Andre the Giant is like such a cheerleader for him to heal. Like, yeah. See, you're moving your finger. Like this is great. He's like, you just nodded your head. He's like, this is great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everything Honestly, I've read about him is like he's like the most. He was the nicest guy in the world. Like yeah. that was every, everything you read. Yeah. I think and we they, need to send out the four fastest ships to find Adam's heart for not liking this movie. Yeah. Uh, it was yeah. cool to see uh, Robin Wright, by the way, too, like in her first movie. And obviously she's, you know, Emmy and Oscar winning actress yeah. since. But it was that was interesting to see her at 20 in her first role. Um, and she did pretty good with it for what she was given to do. I would say she was probably my least favorite like performance i think I you have to have that damsel was, in distress kind of thing well i didn't think it was a bad it was bad just everybody else was so good like everybody else was just like mandy patinkin i thought he just nailed that i mean um the guy that played bassini the guy that played fezzik even the guy that played humperdinck i mean like <laughs> you know like how he like pranced over to sit down in that chair like they all were great physically, you know, the scene where like um, Fezzik is dunking Inigo's head in the water, you know, and like he was drunk and all that. It, like just I thought everyone just really did a great job of acting, comedic timing, physical comedy. Super. I'm going to I'm going to let up on the criticism because you're three of my most favorite <laughs> people in the whole world. So um that's okay. But, we can take hey, it. look, you know, uh, it's not a slide against anybody. I just, you know, it just didn't hit for me for some reason. I do got to ask what you said. It doesn't hold up or age well. What 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 doesn't hold up or age well? Uh, you know, and that's not necessarily. That's just like um, critic of the you know of those times. Like the the effects don't really hold up. Like that that whole thing where they're in the fire swamp or something like. And he's wrestling the huge rat and stuff. Uh, are it's you like, It's like oh, it's like okay. Like, I don't believe I, they I exist. It's, it's uh, <laughs> you know, it's like say, pretty. It's pretty corny soundstage guy in a suit type of stuff. It was corny like, from the get go, though. I mean, it opens up, and they're the only two people that live on this farm in like this beautiful. You know, I get you know like, that part. Like, I get because it's a fairy tale thing, but. So yeah. you understand that part of the fairy tale, but not but rats not, of unusual size. Well, <laughs> it's yeah, but it was obviously a dude. We're talking about stuff that doesn't hold up. It was obviously dude some suit. dude in a suit, <laughs> <laughs> like you know, it's yeah, with the rat head like coming at you. It's like it's like okay, like I like, will say, I, I did think that scene was suspenseful though. I, I thought they they did a decent job building suspense. I, and, I was a little surprised how he. I was surprised twice. I was surprised in that scene how he like brutally stabbed that rat. Yeah. <laughs> like 10 times. Sorry, and I was surprised at how much uh, that torture scene where they're like sucking mm. the years out of him. I was like, wow, this is pretty intense for yeah. this kind of movie. The other intense thing is when he stabs him and said, I want my father back, you son of a bitch. That was another 
like that was a cool uh, ending to that i forgot that that he kind of swears in that scene i forgot i was like oh that's like that's kind of intense like i want my that was that was a really good revenge line i thought does he swear in that scene at the end he says son son of a bitch bitch. oh okay yeah so sorry it's a lower level curse but yeah talking about the fire swamp (laughs) (laughs) i thought i thought i said something else but yeah go ahead talking about the fire swamp and stuff um that reminded me of like how good the score was too like they really like played up the music to the action like even in the fencing scene where he flipped the sword out of his hand the music stopped and then it continued once once he caught the sword again you know and it and it was the same thing in the um the fire swamp right like when when she got sucked down into the uh lightning sand and then he dove in after her and then it's quiet you know what i mean and then boom like the the music crescendos as he's like climbing out of the you know like there's a certain amount of like parody to it too that's that's another funny aspect of it you know what i mean i mean they're kind of poking fun a little bit at that genre well um okay so let's uh, i'm going to continue to play devil's advocate because it makes for good radio um why do you guys think that as I said at the top of the show, this was obviously a cult classic and has become so beloved by three out of the four members of the Bearded Men tonight. <laughs> um, why do you think it didn't work at the time? You know, like this was this was way down there on the box office list. Um, you know, why why did audiences not respond to it at the at that moment? So just because everybody was seeing RoboCop, or is like, is there something more than that? I, I think I remember it being marketing marketed poorly. I think it like I think I think maybe people thought it was like a serious fantasy movie and not so comedic. It, and it had a huge director. So, I mean, Rob Reiner was, you know, we're talking uh, like I, Harry Met Sally type of Rob, Rob Reiner era. Like that was, you know, and it is well directed. I mean, but like. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, why why do you guys think it, it just didn't do well at the time? Was it just marketing or was it more than that? That's so tough to say it's so long ago, too. Yeah, um, I mean, I I think, did, what year did it come out? Oh. 87. 87. 87. Yeah, it came out in 87. And I'm looking at other movies that came out that year. You've got Dirty Dancing, Full Metal Jacket, oh, yeah. Predator, that was Fatal a good Attraction. Year. Yeah, that was a good is it, year. Is it just possible that there was yeah. an influx of a lot of movies? Yeah, because even though so I was twelve at the time that it came out, but I, I don't think I saw it in the theater. I mean, I definitely saw it. It also I came think, out in September, which is a slower month for films. Yeah, so we think like it's just movie. it was just the timing and the the marketing of it. That would be my guess. You're the only person I've ever met, Adam, that's like, that doesn't like it. <laughs> so. Is that true? I think yeah. so. I don't know. Well, I guess I'm in the wrong here. <laughs> well, I'm happy you can yes, admit that, though. I'm, I have to admit that I'm wrong when I'm wrong, I, right? Yeah. I wasn't alive when this came out, so it's tough to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I've got a great quiz for you guys tonight. Um Let's see. There was uh, there was an insane amount of stuff about this film online. Like I had, I, I mean, I knew this was a big film, but like, frankly, some sometimes when I put these quizzes together, it's hard to put together a quiz. I could have put together fifteen quizzes with what was 
what was written about this film. Uh, Another online. point to the film being great. Um, you know, there's a lot written about some other films that we've done that haven't been great, though. <laughs> let's, I'm just trying you know, really let's, hard let's for this film. There. I know, I know. No, you're doing a good job. Um, okay, well, let's start with the uh, let's start with the champ. Let's start with Tyler. Uh, first question is to you, Tyler. Um, everybody who listens to this show knows I love these kinds of questions. Uh, which of these women did not audition for the role of Buttercup? in this film which of these women did not audition for the role of obviously the one played by robin right right yeah the princess yeah the princess bride if you will (laughs) um was it meg ryan Whoopi goldberg or winona Ryder, who did not audition for this meg ryan Whoopi goldberg and winona Ryder. winona Ryder. Whoopi Goldberg would feel like an easy answer, but I know how you operate. <laughs> you would want you finally to... figuring it out. You just have to discern <laughs> what you want versus oh. what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like but the maybe you want me to, but maybe you want me to think that, so then I won't <laughs> pick that one because you would do that. Uh, but then fair. you put Meg Ryan first. Because you've already picked that. That's right. <laughs> so you clearly can't pick Meg Ryan. Yeah. But everyone knows you can never fool a... <laughs> Little did you know I poisoned both yeah. <laughs> classes. You're trying to trick him into giving something away. Yeah. It'll never work. It already has. <laughs> I'm going to say... It's a good Ryan. scene. I'll give you that. Meg well, Ryan. I fooled you with the cups because it was Winona Ryder. <laughs> uh, yeah, Meg Ryan and Whoopi Goldberg were both considered. It's strange to think of Whoopi Goldberg in that. I cannot imagine. Just just given what her acting range is. But okay, Casey, this one's for you. Uh, Similar similar kind of question. Uh, Which of these actors was supposed to play Fezzik originally, which of course is Andre the Giant? Who was uh, supposed to play Fezzik originally? Was it Hulk Hogan, Arnold Schwarzenegger, or Dolph Lundgren? Uh, it is my man who at his peak could, I think, bench press two kegs, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Absolutely. You're absolutely right. Nice oh. job. Nice job. I'm very happy that it was not Arnold Schwarzenegger. And was Andre yeah, Schwarzenegger. that wouldn't have been. It would have been an interesting choice, I think. If I Andre remember correctly, actually, they wanted Arnold, but then by the time they got around to doing the film, he was, he was too big of a star and they yeah. couldn't afford him. Yeah, that was another thing. They tried to make this film a few times, like earlier in the eighties, and then he made. Who do you Terminator think you would have had a harder out. time understanding, though? Andre the Giant, Giant, or Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> Tyler, can you use some uh, some lines? Run some Schwarzenegger. I probably would need some peanuts. Either way, Arnold would not have been. His comedic timing would not have been as what good, and he he wouldn't have been as lovable as Andre the Giant's character is, at all. Yeah, it would have been, been a different. To, he wouldn't have been able flow. to be to, to deliver the line. Uh, I don't even exercise. That's for sure. Yeah, I don't think I don't think get to the boat would have held the same as get, get to, to the, the chopper. chopper. <laughs> yeah. Also, get to the I boat. Mean, 
if, yeah. if we're talking about size also, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a big dude, but he is tiny compared to Andre the Giant. Yes, I saw a photo of the two of them together, and it was like, whoa. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it was it's, crazy. Like, it was real crazy. Man. Uh, okay, Brent, this one is to you. Casey is in the lead. Very nice. Battle of Wits to the death. That's I right. Accept. <laughs> Well, this is a bit, it's a, it's funny that you say that because this question is about him. So uh Wallace Sean, who is Vizzini, the Sicilian genius, was actually a very smart guy. Uh what school does he not have a degree from? What school does he not have a degree from in real life? Yeah. Harvard, Oxford, or Yale? Where does he not have a degree from? I think he's passed away though, hasn't he? So did he have a degree from? Jeez. He's still alive. I just never see him anymore. He's 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 uh, 80, so Ox uh, I'll say Oxford. Old you. There you go. It it was Yale. He does not have a degree from Yale. Yeah, he's a degree from Harvard and Oxford. It's pretty good. Do you know what the degrees are in? It's something historical, because apparently the day he was filming that cup scene, he was giving a historical, a medieval historical lecture <laughs> and he had to leave early to film that scene. So it was really, yeah, I can't remember exactly, but it's pretty cool. That was pretty cool. A land war in Asia. Come on, Adam, that scene is hilarious. It's a good scene. Yeah, yeah that's a it's great a scene. scene. <laughs> it's a good scene. It's a good the whole battle of wits, but that's what you want me to think. You want me to drink from that cup, and then he switches yeah, them. Too. That's what I mean. I wanted to see more of him in it, and he. he What's wasn't. that over there? That he he's he. he, he <laughs> what in the world can that be? With it, with the dumbest fool of all time. What could that be? <laughs> yeah. He was only in like four scenes the whole film. It wasn't enough. He was good. He was really good. Okay. Um, Okay, back to Tyler. Uh, Casey's the only one who's gotten the question right so far. Uh, Tyler, how long did it take them to train for the famous sword fight scene at the top of the cliff? Oh, you must have had so much fun digging this question. <laughs> I did. Adam I did. Five minutes, right? <laughs> I could have done it better than in 10, 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, how long did it take them? <laughs> To train for that scene. Was it two months, four months, or six months? So I'll go middle of the road, four months. Yes, you're correct. You figured figured me out that time. Yeah, nice job. Yeah, it was four months, which fuck knows what they were doing for four months because it was it looked <laughs> terrible to me. They were practicing fighting with their left hands. Well, they switched. Yeah, they switched. But you also realize they didn't just do a sword fight. They they had gymnastics in there too, so they had to train for the swinging on that gymnastics pole. That's got to be a stunt double, right? I mean, jump off the swing. He, he really didn't do that, did he? Amigo, amigo didn't. Have well, let's let's go. Let's <laughs> let's really talk about this. Okay. <laughs> he really didn't do that. Come on. He really well, didn't. I, I have a question. Did all those styles that he was saying were those re- real things? It was absolutely. Yes. It was what they were doing was not those styles. But the but the styles. There is were, a French and Spanish style. Like yeah. unless he studied, he's a clipper, which I have that all that stuff. Uh, there was like a couple there. I was like, what? Yeah. I don't know what they're talking about. But yeah, there was a couple they mentioned. But 
I, I realize my my hatred for that scene is irrational. I realize that. Good. That's all <laughs> I'm I need accepting to hear. that, and I'm moving forward with my therapist about it. Um, okay, Casey, this one's to you. What is the name of the six-figured man? A six six-fingered man. Excuse me. So you probably have six figures too. That's good. Uh, if I cared enough to edit that out, I would. Um, but I'm not going to. What what's the name of the six-fingered man? Is it Count Regan, Count Rugen, or Count Ratten? I'm pretty sure it's Count Rugen. That's correct. Nice job. <laughs> Wow. John Casey, the softballs, man. Killing it. That's a tough question. I that was so tough. I almost didn't put it in. That's how tough that was. Really? Yeah, that's a tough question. Count Root. I couldn't remember his name. <laughs> okay, Brent, this one is to you. Um okay, so the machine, which we talked about, which sucks uh -huh. li life out of people, uh, was originally designed for what other movie? but was never used. Okay. Was it Young Frankenstein? Uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom? Or Never Say Never Again? <clears throat> it was originally designed for what movie? What was the first one? Young Frankenstein, uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, or Never Say Never Again? Mm. Unless I'm wrong, and I'm never wrong, I'm going to say... Young Frankenstein. Well, you're wrong this time. <laughs> it was uh, Never Say Never Again, the Sean Connery. Really? Yeah, the Sean Connery Bond, Bond movie? movie from. I would have thought Young Frankenstein too. Honestly, my it seemed to even, fit in Young Frankenstein, didn't it? That's why I put even it. Gave the three options. My brain thought Young Frankenstein. Yeah, that's how you got to you got to remember Young Frankenstein was twelve years before this, so. Mm. It all kind of mushes together for us, but yeah. I, I don't know those kind of timelines. So, <laughs> yeah, 12 years is a long time to hang on to that, I guess. Um, okay. All right. Well, the score is uh, two to one to zero. Back to Tyler. Tyler, you need this one to tie it up. Um, what real country is not mentioned in the movie? What real country is not <laughs> mentioned? in the movie is it england spain or australia i'm gonna say england mm, you figured me out this time yes it was england was not well, mentioned. no because he mentions this yeah. spanish type of sword fighting and yep. he mentions the poisons from australia why don't i get a question he, from he mentioned that he mentioned that there were <laughs> convicts being sent to australia Oh, that's right. Yeah. I thought the poison was from Australia. The poison was yeah. from Australia. That's a come on. <laughs> that's what I have to say about that. Anyway, um, okay, Casey. Well, if you get this one, you win. You win the whole game. Oh boy, Croatia was also mentioned, wasn't it? Tyler, it bothers me over. that it bothers me that real countries were used in this fake real fairy tale universe. <laughs> that that's a pet peeve of mine. On this film, that's a one of many. That obviously, you about it. There's that's many the things problem. that bothers me as that's I've spoken with the about movie. the last forty minutes. But that bothered me that they were the really, most apparently. You no, know, yeah, apparently. Um, 
Okay, Casey, what, this one's for you. Uh, which, cre which creation is not featured in the book that this movie is based on? Is it the large rodents or what massively large rodents? I it's rodents of unusual size. <laughs> rodents of unusual size, excuse me. Uh, the machine, which we mentioned a couple questions ago, or the shrieking eels, which was not featured in the book. I'm going to guess, based on the fact that you didn't even bother to write down the correct names of the rodents, um, that you discredited that. So it's for me, it's between the eels and the machine. Uh, the eels? That's my guess. Correct. Yes, you're correct. You win. Yeah. You win. Nice job. Yeah. Well, talk about hokey effects. Those are pretty those bad. are pretty bad. Those were pretty bad. <laughs> those are pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, they were better Shaking than the rats. I thought that Andre the Giant was gonna rip Robin Wright's head off when he like pulled her out of that. <laughs> I like I literally got scared that he was gonna pull her head off. His, his hand was so big, it was like, oh my God, I couldn't. Was, Another funny scene. I don't swim. I only dog paddle. <laughs> <laughs> I give you that. That was funny. You're right. Um, okay, Brent. Well, Casey's won, but we're going to keep going. Uh, Brent, right. last question is to you. Humiliations galore. Yeah. Uh, so we talked a lot about 1987. Um, which of these films from 1987 made less than The Princess Bride at the box office? I don't know these kind of questions. Well, you you, you were alive <laughs> at that time. <laughs> a benefit that not everyone has on this panel. Uh, which of these films from 1987 made less than The Princess Bride at the box office? Was it Wall Street, Spaceballs, or Planes, Trains, and Automobiles? Which we talked about a lot Ooh, in our Steve Martin. Uh, those episode. are all good movies. Which made less? Made less? Made Princess Bride. I don't know. Was Wall Street really popular? I'm not telling you. You have to answer. I I think Spaceballs did well. I'll go for Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Uh, in incorrect. Um, it was Wall Street, which surprised, ah. the, the, surprised the hell out of me because I thought that was a Oliver Stone, really successful film, but it was yeah. it made half of what Princess Bride made. Like I would was, not have guessed that there. either. Yeah, I thought that was a huge success. I was on the verge of guessing that, but I, which is like such an iconic kind of movie too. They made yeah. a sequel to it like twenty years later. Yeah, which was yeah, which was okay. But Spaceballs <laughs> is probably my least favorite of those three movies. But you're not a Mel Brooks guy, though, are you? So uh, I like Young you Frankenstein. Know. I like Young Frankenstein. <sighs> okay, folks. So um, the question we're asking at the end of uh, this series uh, all season long is, I don't even feel like I need to answer ask this question, but uh, is this film underrated? Um, our fans voted this as the number five most uh, underrated film of all time. And uh, let's go around the room and see who agrees with that. Let's start with Tyler. What do you think, Tyler? I mean, underrated implies that people don't appreciate it and while there's one person here tonight who doesn't appreciate it the way they should <laughs> i do think i think most i think it's very well liked 
uh, it feels like pretty like it's pretty universally liked. It might be underrated in terms of like how well it did when it came out, but well, I think, I think that's the yeah, I think that's the. Um, I guess it's underrated in that regard, but I think I've almost every single person I've ever talked to who's seen this loves it. Um, so I, I think once somebody sits down and watches it, I don't think it's underrated. You know, people people really love it. Um, I'd say I don't think it's underrated. I, I think I think it's well well regarded by a lot of people, critics and fans. Alike. So it's not underrated in that it's already highly thought of. Correct. Uh, in your view. Interesting. Okay. Casey, what about you? I would say that maybe at the time of its release, it was underrated um, and did not get the respect it deserved. But it's clearly a cult classic. And I've never seen Adam be more wrong about anything. <laughs> anything? Like... Well, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Dirty laundry air. Yeah, on okay. Podcast. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I maybe we'll turn the recording off for that. I want to full answer. Five minutes, second with Casey, and just say along Casey's lines that people have been wrong before, but never have they been wrong like this. This wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, Brent. What, what In the history think? of the world, there've been five uh, yeah, people right. wrong about. <laughs> paled in comparison to how wrong you are about this movie. Um, I uh, underrated. I mean, yes, if, if it's rated poorly, it's underrated. I think it's underappreciated. I think that there are, um, you know, even people who like it, I think they don't appreciate just how good it is. And also I think there's a lot of people that haven't seen it. So I think there's room for more appreciation out there. Uh, I just I think it's fabulous. So there's room for more appreciation for me too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think um, you need to be Fred Savage at the end of the movie. You need to be like, you know what? I can I, watch, can I, I that think that tomorrow? if I had grown up with this movie, I would have liked it a lot more. Um, I and maybe maybe if my soul maybe if my soul was yeah, but you're a a whimsical magical person and <laughs> I, I am not I'm, like a, I'm a cynic jaded podcaster <laughs> you're, you're you're much you're much more open to whimsy than I am <laughs> I'll take I it I didn't yeah. see it till I was like 16 years old I feel like even at that age I would have been more receptive can I tell you something funny that I did to make myself laugh even more while watching this though was that I placed Please. it in the same universe in my head as the Wonder Years. So throughout the movie, I was, <laughs> I was like narrating with that dark voice he has as an adult. You know, oh, like, God. my grandfather had read me a ton of stories. <laughs> I'd heard it enough of that. <laughs> there was this one story. I always believed it. Yeah. I think we oh, all just need funny. to come back tomorrow night and tell Adam the story again and how great this movie is. And again, and yeah, again. Yeah, beating it into my into mm -hmm. my mind um look i think uh i'm kind of playing up to the crowd a little bit i i think it's definitely not the worst movie that we've done by a million miles um it might even be on the better half of what we've watched um it just doesn't do it for me i don't know it just doesn't um i'm not saying there weren't good performances that you know there weren't good lines and jokes, but it just doesn't do it for me. So I have to I have to go against the crowd on this one and against our listeners. So I apologize to the listeners uh, for that. But um, you need that old hag to come out and boo you right now. Yeah, <laughs> boo, boo. <laughs> 
That was another funny scene too. Yeah, I guess I'm being convinced <laughs> on this. Um, well, look, guys, it's a lot of fun. Uh, we're going to be continuing our uh, our bearded men uh, underrated series uh, in a couple of weeks, but uh, next week we're going to be talking about the good, bad, and ugly of fantasy movies and TV, which I'm really looking forward to. And uh, please check us out at beardedmanradio.com on facebook.com slash beardedmanradio. And um, yeah, please uh, comment and uh, download our, our stuff on uh, iTunes and Spotify. It really helps us uh, find new, list- new listeners and uh, more great people like you. So uh, thanks so much to the panel. This was a lot of fun. This was good. It's good when it's contentious. I love it. <laughs> it's, it's excellent. Um Next week, we'll be back uh, with a good, bad, and ugly. And uh, until then, goodbye for now. Bye.